Welcome to the Embodied Soul Podcast, Soulpreneur. This is a life and business space for you to raise your vibration and energetically connect to your dharma, your spiritual life purpose, so you can take aligned action to embody your uniqueness like never before. You are needed in your fullest expression. So welcome to this first um, interview on the Embodied Soul podcast with my beautiful soul sister, Holly. Um, So me and Holly are in a mastermind together, growing our businesses with heart and soul. And we just really, really resonate first from the from the start, really. And so what I'm going to ask Holly about is her dharma, how she weaves her dharma into her life and business. And also ask a bit about human design as well, because um, I've done a human design reading for Holly, which was a pleasure because I could already see her following her human design, but it helped her to understand herself a bit more. So Holly, thank you for being here. I'm so, so thank grateful you for having me. First proper interviewee. <laughs> so I'm really super grateful. So what I'd love you to do is introduce yourself and really talk about how you're living your dharma, but also right back from the start, maybe childhood, maybe a bit after, because what I love seeing is in terms of dharma soul's purpose, it starts way back, doesn't it? It starts way back and sometimes we forget or sometimes something traumatic or bigger triggers it and, and really encourages us to seize the day and live. And really bring it into our way of being so I'd love to hand it over to you for a little bit beautiful okay wow where to start okay well I'm Holly aka the abundant healer um and I suppose my journey into this like you say probably started back like years and years ago um I think back to my childhood and um I think I'd always been quite a spiritual soul like I remember well I went to two Catholic schools and actually unlike a lot of people where I hear their experiences I had really beautiful experiences in those schools Um, although Christianity didn't particularly like didn't tick all the boxes for me there was bits that just kind of felt a bit off or not quite right but one of the things that did struck what like strike me at the time was there was a couple of people in that environment so one was our local priest and one was uh one of the head nuns that ran one of the schools and one of the things that I noticed about them is they they really embodied the values of Christianity so what I mean by that was they were just like heart open people like the most loving people you could feel their energy would just like give you a warm hug when you were in their vicinity do you know what I mean it was like um they were just really beautiful souls and so I think for me that was probably when spirituality started to be a thing in my mind um and I remember we used to go to church and things and although you know as a kid I was probably a bit bored but I used to quite like listening to like the stories and the incense and, you know, all of the kind of ceremony I really loved. I remember really, you know, it just, it felt so sacred and I loved that. Um, And then probably fast forward 
and just it's funny isn't it when you think about it just little things along my journey so you know one of my main passions is Ayurveda and one of the things that was very installed into me through my childhood was the value of a good home-cooked meal and how you could just that was like my mum's way of showing love was through food and that also extended to my grandma and we used to you know make lavender pillows and things so I've, I've seen like these little themes that were going through my childhood of um you know little tastes of herbalism little tastes of you know the values behind Ayurvedic cooking and then I suppose in the 90s when I grew up and was in my teenage years it was when you know there were there was a lot of um you know films like the craft and stuff like that and I remember like you know my teenage years with my girlfriends and like we'd be really into those kind of things and I remember loving what my dad used to call the weird and wonderful shops where you had all the crystals and incense and so I think that part of me has always been there however you know I I grew up at like 17 I decided to move to Tenerife so I just wanted to change scenery didn't really know what I wanted to do in my life moved to Tenerife because it seemed like a really fun thing to do <laughs> like you do you know um and then after a while thinking yeah I, I really should do something with my life so came back to the UK still didn't really know what that was and then I became pregnant with my eldest now and I thought okay you know sort your stuff out Holly come on you better get going here so I remember like a careers interview that said well you know you're good at maths perhaps you should be an accountant so I thought okay night school so I did night school and did accountancy for like four years and then started temping this is such a long-winded story <laughs> it's such like a zigzaggy story um so I started temping and the only job I could get was doing payroll admin um and human resources admin and I'd never even heard of human resources but I thought I'll go for the job see what happens and I got the job and I thought god this payroll bit is super boring <laughs> but this human resources bit this is interesting you get to talk to people um it was all about employment law and I thought oh that's interesting I'd like to find out a bit more about that and so yeah I went down that route and ended up in human resources for 15 years something like that um but in terms of like my dharma with that and and from a human design point of view, one of the things that I noticed on that journey of my career was my heart had to be in something. And if my heart wasn't in it, I um, there was just this clear, I can't do it, Mike. And to a lot of, and I used to hold a lot of judgment around that because I'd see other people that would just get on with things and, you know, would stay in jobs that made them deeply unhappy. And there was a part of me that thought, should I be doing that? And I could never really bring myself to do that. So 
I always had to put 100% into everything I did and I could only do that if my heart was in it. And then, so fast forward to the end of my human resources career, um, which to me, what I loved was the, the psychology behind. I loved, like, so for example, even if we were doing things like capability meetings, my, my intention was always, how could we get you into a job where you're going to do really well do you know what I mean it, it like I wasn't bothered that someone wasn't performing well in their job it was well that's clearly not aligned for you but let's find you something that is and that was my passion I loved supporting people to move into positions that they were going to shine in and so I had a lot of fun in that career and I really enjoyed that side of my career but then um out of the blue after the third my third child, I just got rheumatoid arthritis to the point where um, like I couldn't walk upstairs. I, I couldn't pick up my newborn son. It was like, it was, yeah, it was a real, not only, you know, challenging from a kind of pain threshold point of view and stuff like that, but it was also really challenging in terms of my identity. Yeah. because I I just completely lost this person that I thought I was this strong go-getting independent woman and um it shook me like it really shook me it shook my mental health as well as my physical health and so this went on for about two years like just couldn't get answers from the doctors I couldn't even get a diagnosis for about a year and I ended up having to go private in the end but um, one of the things I realized is in that process, I was putting all my power over to the doctors. I was like, it's your job to fix me. And I thought, like, come on, you've got to sort yourself out here. You've got to do something. And I remember on the stairs of the chiropractor, like really gingerly, like trying to ease myself down these stairs. And I remember seeing this notice board and there was a, a poster for uh, learn Zen meditation. And, you know, I dabbled with meditation. I, you know, listened to recorded meditations and um, I'd done a lot of self-hypnotherapy and stuff like that. And I thought, this is what I need. And so I phoned up the women and I remember at the time, like I didn't have a lot of money. So I was like, having to use a lot of sick pay and stuff like that and I was like hi I really want to do the course I don't have the money can I pay you an installment <laughs> and she was like yeah of course you can that's absolutely fine um and she's actually a dear friend of mine now we've like kept in contact so I learned Zen meditation which introduced me to energy meditations which then led on to Reiki training which then led on to Ayurveda and the energetics of food and everything. So it was just like following these breadcrumbs, um, which, you know, all of a sudden I started to feel like, oh my God, if I'm feeling like this and I'm experiencing this, there must be so many other people that are struggling. And I just, I thought, you know, someone's got to help them. And you, you know, I think you're very similar to me in the respect of 
well, if no one else is doing it, I better get on and do it. So that was kind of how I felt. And that's kind of how my business began. Um, so it started with in-person Reiki. And then I, I started to realize that you don't really know what you're doing here. Come on, in terms of like the business side. So I started getting support in that respect. And my bank of tools and resources grew and grew and grew. And so my business has just grown in many different directions. And that's kind of where I've got to. <laughs> that's beautiful. I love that. I love hearing the story. So thank you for sharing. And right back to, um, I was brought up Roman Catholic. I don't practice, but um, I can remember going to church and loving the community and the songs. And yeah. you kind of, you feel that sacredness, don't you? Whether you believe in the all the depth to it you feel those layers of prayer and energy and it's energy it's yeah. it's sacred energy and ritual and so it's beautiful that that those that love of ritual has been woven into what you do now with your Ayurveda Definitely. it's beautiful and and just the um so as I teach Dharma your Dharma can be expressed, as you know, in so many ways in your vocation, but also in the way you live. So hearing about your mother and your grandmother, you know, with like the lavender and it's so beautiful. That's, I believe, what with these beautiful beings for a reason. So all that's kind of informed and part of what you do now. I love to see the, and, and you talking about the breadcrumbs. I, I smile because you've got a line one, you're an investigator like me in your profile. So you'll always want to learn more. You'll yeah. always, and as a generator, you'll whatever you learn and whatever you're passionate about, you just need to master and share with others. That's the generator energy. And whether you know human design or not, when you allow yourself that freedom, that's the magic that happens when you follow your heart, when you follow your breadcrumb. So it's beautiful just to just to hear all that. And it's so sorry that you suffered for so long. And um, what is hopeful is there's so much that we can do for ourselves isn't there taking that radical responsibility so I know I want to know and I know everyone wants to know how are you now has it re has it totally gone are you in total remission how are you coping now what did you do yeah so I am like it's pretty much under control um and the main thing for me that completely transformed it was Ayurveda and don't get me wrong, like before that I'd done the meditation and I'd done the Reiki and I needed those bits. I needed to have those bits as well. And Ayurveda was an extension of that because um, it allowed me to see everything. So what I love about Ayurveda is it's, it's to me one of the most truly holistic practices because it allowed me to see the not only the energetics of how I was living my life, how I was working, how I was entering relationships, how I was showing up for other people, but also the energetics of my food, of the way that I, the way I crammed things into my day, of the choices I was making around even things like the exercise that I was doing. Although from a Western lens, it was healthy, knowing my Ayurvedic um, makeup, it was the least healthy thing I could be doing for my body. And the same with the food. I, like I had this real kind of aha moment when 
like I never was a big salady person you know like lettuce and cucumber and stuff like that and I remember having like a lot of guilt when I was trying to set out my health thinking like, oh, I just don't want to eat salads all day it's going to make me feel really sad <laughs> I love food and it didn't feel good it didn't feel good in my body and I'm like but it it should you know and then Ayurveda explained all of that for me. And actually, no, salads are not good for me. My body type would not be able to digest salads effectively. So just these little bits of wisdom that allowed me to change my diet, use the wisdom of herbs. Like I'm a big, a big fan of, you know, plants have so much medicine to give. And I think we are only just scraping the surface on what we know around this. And, you know, I could talk to you all day about plant medicine, but in terms of my health, it allowed me to go for a more natural route because at one point, I think I just through desperation, I was on like five, six different drugs and I'd gone from being someone that didn't even like to take paracetamol for a headache to all of a sudden having to accept steroids um a drug that is an arthritis drug but it's also used in like cancer treatment and things so it's pretty it's like a minor form of chemotherapy to other arthritis drugs to anti-inflammatories to steroids that make you all puffy and horrible and yeah it was it was a big shock to the system so actually to understand it through an ayurvedic lens and figure out that i could just make some really minor tweaks in my life and my body started to heal so that has been like just so beautiful and it sounds an odd thing to say but i'm i'm so so grateful for that rheumatoid arthritis because there is no way I would be where I am now without that experience so it's completely transformed my life in that respect it's such a beautiful it's so beautiful to see it through that lens we were speaking earlier because we've done another podcast together that um, yeah. I'll share the link to and you know in terms of dharma quite often there's um something big happens where you have to kind of force yourself to look at things differently and then you have the choice do I go backwards or do I use this for something bigger than me and that's really what I hear that you've done you've gone into it and as you're speaking this is a note for the future I think we need to collab on plant medicine because um I use essential oils and cacao for my emotional well-being and I've started to meditate with them and get journeys and all sorts of goodness for them but what I was smiling at is that I am the same we're so similar I'm the same with salads I do not like them I don't like sandwiches and I think we need to investigate this because in my human design at the top you have arrows and some of the arrows are about digestion how you just digest life and food and I need hot food yeah like in, in my human design chart I need hot food and I was like thank goodness <laughs> I do salads make me want to run away they don't bring me joy they don't make me go mm -mm. whereas a nice spicy doll will be like oh that's medicine for my soul and I think what's beautiful about Ayurveda and also um human design as well is that it really honors your uniqueness 
we're able to see people in their uniqueness and that's the medicine that we need to come back to I think definitely yeah I completely agree and I completely resonate with that story of like salads no but you know like even and I love a curry and I love a dal but it doesn't even have to be that like a warm soup yeah I'm, I'm on board for that but try and make me eat lettuce especially in midwinter like I, I like these poor people that are making themselves do that I just think no don't you know um and such a relief right no actually that isn't what my body needs and um yeah all up for a collab as well I love the sound of that <laughs> we'll talk we'll talk so I was getting very inspired as you were speaking I was like no stop it um so before we go into human design I'd love you to really talk about what you do now like what's your current focus in your business what what's your kind of zone of genius at the moment because I know you're very similar to me and you follow your joy and you're not afraid to pivot or refine so yeah what's your your main focus at the moment Oh, main focus. I'm not sure I have a main focus, but, but in terms of the things that I offer, so um, like you, you know, Reiki's up there. I do love Reiki. Meditation is a big part of my journey and has been a huge part of me understanding myself. So those are key elements, but I have my coaches Vibeda, which is, um, so it's a certified training course where I train other ladies to understand Ayurveda and how to support other people through it. Um, because often, and I'm sure you've experienced this with like your yoga background and things, but often things will come over to the West and because it's come over to the West, it gets oversimplified. And then people feel like they know it, but actually they've lost a lot of the value that comes from that thing so for example a lot like uh, I have a lot of people that come to me and it's like oh yeah I know Ayurveda I know this is my Prakriti and I've got to eat in line um, and I'm like no there's like a whole imbalance going on we need to sort that out before you can do that otherwise you're going to send yourself out of further balance so without going too much into that um, this is what I support my coach Ayurveda to be able to see in other people and um, I love that. It's beautiful. But one of the areas I'm I'm diving into a bit more, and it kind of started because off the back of my coaches, my Veda, we would included in that I have some business units because it was really important for me. Because um, when I finished my Ayurveda training, I was like, yeah, but what do I do with it? <laughs> you know, how do I get out there? How do I make myself seen? And all of those things. So I was really I really wanted to give people the skills to be able to go do that and then you know and one of the things that came through as I was teaching people was this um I think innate part of us you know some of us can manage it a bit better than others but this ego part of us is like who are you to do that you're not allowed to do that you're you have to stay small and you have to, you know, you can't put yourself out there and people will judge you. And and I'd forgotten, I think, a lot of me had forgotten about how big that can feel because I'd moved past it in my own journey. 
And also, you know, the other element of that, am I allowed to charge for this? How much am I allowed to charge for this? How much can I receive as a healer woman? A lot of this was coming up for my coaches vibrator. And so I'm, I'm putting a lot more focus and emphasis now on supporting, mentoring, healer women to move past that ego state, that, that conditioning that is telling them that they're not allowed to receive abundantly for the work that they're doing out there because for some reason, and I say for some reason, we know the reason, you know, there was a clear conditioning that as women, especially healer women, we've received through the centuries. So whether that was the, the herbalists that were called witches or the wise women that were burned for their beautiful wisdom and knowledge. And then, although it's not so overt, it, there's still that conditioning now. You know, we still have that undercurrent of that's the woo-woo. That's not important. We can pay doctors extortionate amounts of money, but you know, as a healer woman, you're not allowed to charge much. You're not allowed to, despite the fact that you're delivering life-changing services. Let's be honest. You know, the amount of times I've had clients that have come to me and said, "You know what? You've completely transformed my life." Yet we're being given this message of you're not allowed to receive richly for what you do. So it's something I'm really passionate about supporting women to move past, to actually own the value of the services that they're giving and to um, get more comfortable with that, get more comfortable with being in receivership. Because I think as healer women, we love the giving, right? We, we love to serve. We love to, how can I help? What can I do? Um, but often that receivership can feel a little bit more challenging, a little bit more uncomfortable in all areas of life. You know, not just the money in the someone helping you, someone looking after the kids, you asking for help when you need it, all of those things. So, yeah, that's kind of where my focus, that's the path I'm being led down right now. So juicy and it's so needed. And it, yeah, it's true as um, healers as the which wounds isn't there about speaking up yeah yeah let alone charge and yeah you know back in the day we would have been supported by the tribes we would have had our food brought we would have had um yeah clothing made for us in in that bar to that that system of reciprocity and yet we forget all the time and study and hours and hours, especially as a generator with line ones that we will put into our craft, what, what you know, our knowledge, our wisdom, applying it, it's, yeah, it's, it's um, so needed, medicine that's so needed. And I was smiling because these, this is part of your purpose in your human design that we've been through as well, isn't it? So I'm just going to go through Holly's, um, the two two of the gates two of the four gates of her incarnation cross because she's living directly according to her design which is so beautiful to see so and then I want to talk to you about how human design helped you feel so you've got the um your sun gate is basically for those of you who don't know human design that's 70 percent of who you who you are to be in this world of what you're here to shine out into the world and you've got the gate of the egoist, which is basically, um, and you were talking a lot about the ego and moving past the ego. 
which is basically it's uh, especially combined with your generator type it's about finding what you love that you are passionate about that you know is going to help the world and the collective consciousness and telling us about it and that it in, in our modern day that comes in terms of sales we have to we have we have that exchange whether it's a barter or whether it's money um, and so it's really about learning the value of what you have to offer and elevating self-worth so we don't don't hold yourself back from using these gifts and then your conscious earth gate which is what grounds that so that's the yin to the yang of your sun gate is basically about gathering community together to help them get the wealth that they are here to get so you are exactly where you need to be and and then you've got the unconscious sun gate of growth and that's creating this friction because when we grow we can't do we can't grow when we're comfortable you know we need that friction to encourage like you had with your rheumatoid arthritis and i've had with my cancer journey that's the friction where you choose to grow or not where you choose to jump into life a bit more so you're literally exactly where you are um designed to be at some point and the beautiful thing is you can have many different iterations but yeah when we when we learned this it's so it's so aligned with what you're doing so I'd love to know um knowing your human design and learning your human design how did it help has it helped in any way how did it help yeah so for me um I think I've said this to you before but it put a language behind the things that I inherently knew about myself, but probably quietly judged about myself. So, you know, like I said, I, I've got that part of me that if my heart's not in it, I just can't do it. I just can't. And that's how it feels. I just it, like, there's a part of me that just shuts down and it's like, I can't do it. So um, to understand that as part of my human design has been freeing it's been freeing to know that's who I am that's it I don't have to justify that I don't have to do you know what I mean there's no kind of it's not something I need to move past because I, I I don't know about you but one of the blessings and curses with personal development and spiritual development is we can get into this kind of mindset of I need to fix that. I need to move past that. I need to overcome that obstacle. I need to, and I could, and in some ways that's really served me. But there's also this shadow side to that I see where we can sometimes always feel just not quite good enough. Do you know what I mean? There's always another block to move through. There's always another thing to overcome. Another, you know, karmic pattern to break. And, you know, we could you know we've got our whole life but for me I found I had to be careful that that didn't show up as kind of constant self-judgment and I think when I had my design reading with you I realized all of that was true that you said but more importantly it was like a permission slip to be it to not judge it to not that isn't things I need to fix. They're not wrong. They're not bad. So um, that just felt really freeing to me. And um, 
I, yeah, I feel really grateful for that reading, actually. It made a big impact in that respect of just going, that's who I am. Not like it or lump it in that kind of energy, but kind of an acceptance, a deeper self-acceptance. Yeah, I can remember seeing that in your face and I was like, yeah, because as you know, that's why I love doing doing the human design reading. It's so beautiful to hear your language about, you know, if your heart isn't in it, that's the generator sacral really going, no, no, time to move. And, and if you carried on doing those things that your heart wasn't in it, that your heart wasn't in, you wouldn't be magnetic. You wouldn't be growing. You'd be going against your design and getting that frustration. And I love what you said about the shadows. So in human design, for those who, who don't know, we've got so much, so many individual qualities and layers. And there's a shadow and gift of all of this. And we're so beautifully human. We oscillate and we we move in and out. And it's just knowing that about yourself. And so I laugh at myself all the time nicely and go, oh, there I've gone again. <laughs> there I go again. And you, you're right. We're not going to get past everything. We're not going to, you know, lighten everything up we're always going to have that light and shade and it's just working with it and loving yourself with it all you know we were speaking on another podcast about fear you know working with fear not having to squash it and and really you know I think when we are brave we do things scared don't we oh completely yeah like most of my business journey has been like that of you know uh, you know I shared before in the other podcast that a phrase that kept me going in my business was get your big girl pants on <laughs> those days it was scary you get your big girl pants on and you press the live button and if it goes wrong it goes wrong and you know the world's not going to end um we love to take ourselves so seriously don't we and I think sometimes we have to take a step back from that and go you know what's the worst that can happen right yeah, and I think that's powerful when you get leaders, you know, we do lead our own communities that when we say, yeah, we're scared all the time. You know, we challenge our set points and our beliefs all the time that they're, they're not not there. I think that's really powerful to hold space for, yeah, healers to work through that and to be honest. I think it's a really powerful, yeah, really powerful um, and vulnerable thing to to hold to hold space for people yeah I completely agree and it I think one of the things I realized quite early on especially in my business journey was I had to change my relationship with fear and I remember like being in one of the first masterminds I was in and this kind of dropped through for me and I thought I could you know fear can either hold me back or I can use it and I remember being on this conscious journey of making friends with my fear so now the funny thing is if fear isn't showing up for me if it's not showing up in my business I'm like I'm not I'm not growing enough I'm not stretching myself enough I, I need more fear so I actively seek out the fear now so it's what's going to scare the pants out of me <laughs> and I now need to go do that um, and you know what it hasn't let me down yet no we're so similar to that I I'm the same like I'm like right I'm too comfortable yeah like, I'm too comfortable I'm not I'm not staying stagnant like let's let's go for the growth it's um yeah it's it's where life is isn't it for me and um yeah as a as an entrepreneur spiritual entrepreneur that's where 
if we're going to grow and impact more people that's where we need to go and that's what, yeah that's what the beautiful thing about coaching does you, you hold the space for people to take those steps scared and to see the limits that they're binding themselves with as well so yeah it's doing very 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 needed especially in the spiritual community we haven't half got ourselves into a bit of a mess and I you know I still working working through that um receivership as well so yeah it's good medicine so I think um we've covered everything we said we would cover because I've got my notes I've been very well behaved but I don't think this is the last time that I will speak to you on the podcast if you will come back we need to dive into plant medicine for sure because I think we'll be able to bounce off each other with that at some point I would love that that sounds fabulous so Holly I'd love to um love you to let everyone know how we can follow you get hold of you we're talking earlier on another podcast because we've been speaking most of the day um about creatives and I love your graphics I love that you've got that creativity within you as well and um, I can see that in the graphics you've got that that love of of art really and creativity so um, yeah I love looking at your page so yeah let us know where we can find you and what your website and Instagram or Facebook is so my website is Holly Boulay and it's Holly with a Y Boulay is spelled B-O-U-L-L-E so it's a French word hence the reason it's Boulay I always feel a bit pretentious when I say that sounds a bit like I'll put it in the show notes as well. (laughs) And on Instagram, I'm hollyboulet underscore the abundant healer. Um, And Facebook is the same, hollyboulet underscore the abundant healer. So, um, yeah, and there's lots of free gifts and resources on my website. Those of you that want to go find out a bit more about Ayurveda. And... um, I have my abundance masterclass on there as well. If that's something, you know, that we were talking about, if that's something you see within yourself, that problem with receivership, then that will really help. I think that'll be really good to pull out actually and put in the show notes. So we'll we'll do a link specifically for that. And for anyone in my community who, well, for anyone in my community, I think it'd be really good to follow um, Holly because, you know, Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga so there's so much language and in my coaching in my dharma coaching I use the doshas and the koshas a lot so that I've heard the language of um, the Vedic language a lot as well so there's a lot of overlap um, yeah in the philosophy and the depth that's behind what we do and I think that's why I love speaking to you and we've got that depth that we bring that sacred respect for these ancient ancient practices and rituals it's um yeah i can just see that in you and i to my sacral my human design sacred mm, it's scrummy scrummy to to have that depth and respect for the original cultures and yeah the original yeah all right well thank you so much beautiful it's been so lovely to speak to you and i look forward to having you back soon oh it's been a pleasure thanks so much take care bye Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and subscribe and let anyone else know who would find this of interest and help to them. All the links are in the show notes below. Sending love. Bye.